the college basketball experience, Duke Carolina final four. I can't wait. Episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet casino is now offering a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duels. Stable Duels is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, we're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download it. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So go grab that thing today and let it ride. What's up everybody. This is Cameron Krog from Loyola Chicago Ramblers. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Shout out to the broad stop. Thank you guys. Welcome to the college basketball experience daily show for the, for, I mean, I should just say the main event, the main event preview. Yes. I'm talking Duke Carolina. I call it the best rivalry in sports and to make it even more crazy. It's in the final four for the first time they've ever met in the NCAA tournament, let alone making it even crazier, potentially coach K's a last game. If not his second to last game, we will talk more about that. My name is Kobe swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> Only a few games left. And Wow, do I have just I have a fired lineup for us for what I think is is uh, I mean, I think it might be the biggest college basketball game ever, at least in my lifetime. Um, but with no further ado, let's get into this. Give it up for uh, my one of my co-hosts here, the DFS God himself. The rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, guys? I should have done like a Michael Buffer introduction. <laughs> Repre- in, one, Re- in one corner. Yes, representing <laughs> the Duke Blue Devils. NC Nick, been a Duke fan since the 80s. Uh, third man in the booth. He's uh, one of my co hosts that day. I. This guy's making an exception. It's like fucking middle of the night over wherever he's at. And. Uh, I mean, representing the North Carolina Tar Heels, give it up for host of the NBA gambling podcast. Also a big time contributor with college football experience, college basketball experience anywhere. He lays his hat is his home. Give it up for Terrell Furman jr. Since the eighties, Nick is old, (laughs) (laughs) old and wise. My friend, Uh, here we are guys. I wanted to, I look, I went out of my way. I was like, I gotta get these two on, you know, I gotta get 
I gotta get just a little bit of chippiness maybe going on here in in the uh, in the preview show. So this line, obviously, well, first let's just uh, I guess f- how, how do you guys feel about the first ever NCAA tournament matchup between Duke Carolina going on in the Final Four in Coach K's final last season allegedly? Uh, Nick, you go first. Well, I'm curious as to uh, to what Terrell thinks because basically myself, the other Duke fans, other UNC fans. I mean, I live on Tobacco Road. I'm like 10 miles from Durham, 15 miles from Chapel Hill. I've talked to a lot of people on both sides, and it's kind of funny because everybody is kind of nervous about the game, and I don't know if anybody wanted the game. I was telling you on the other preview that I think North Carolina wanted to go out, you know, beating Duke in Cameron at home, you know, at Coach K's last home game, and and mm-hmm. kind of ride that out and always had that over us. Mm-hmm. So they don't want this game. And at the same time, Duke doesn't really want this game because they don't want it, the potential of getting beat twice, you know, in the same season, ending the regular season and ending the postseason. Uh, so I, I, I was curious as to, to, to Terrell's point of view here. All right, Terrell. What, what's, so, yeah. What's, what's the, what, what are you thinking here? So as the North Carolina connoisseur here, you know, down the road from North Carolina, ANC, I have a lot of affiliations with people on both sides. And I can say that I don't think either side wanted to see each other here. However, now that we're here, both sides feel like they got the the key to the puzzle. They have it all figured out and it's all going to be destiny (laughs) for them. Absolutely. Both sides are sitting here and saying, well, we're going to end coach K once and for all, we're going to close him back. He rose like the undertaker from the ashes and came back for the NCAA <laughs> tournament. And we're going to shut the casket back on him. And then the Duke side is like, it's only right that we go out on the mountains. The Duke side isn't even just talking about beating UNC. The Duke side is saying that we are going out on the mountaintop and winning the whole thing. So it is before pregame. I don't think anybody wanted to be here. But now that we're here, I think everybody says this is the ending that we all really wanted. Like this is what we all really wanted to see. Yeah. This is how it should go out. And yeah. and if we can take a quick step back, it is fun to be a part of the best rivalry in all the sports. And it's fun to have a side in, like Colby said, potentially the mm-hmm. biggest college basketball game ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at least at least in my lifetime, I know, you know, there's some other pretty big games, but at least in my lifetime, I think it's probably it's potentially the biggest. But uh, now I I'm not familiar with Eric church. He is a country musician, but he uh, canceled his own, get his own show to, uh, to, to basically, uh, to, to watch Duke, Duke, uh, Duke Carolina here. And, and even funnier NC Nick alerting me that he went to app state. So he didn't even go to, he didn't even go to North Carolina or Duke. Now so J Cole, <laughs> J Cole is having Dreamville Fest in Raleigh this weekend, and he Dreamville has put out that they will be streaming the UNC Duke <laughs> game during <laughs> Dreamville Fest for nice. everybody to watch. Well, Dreamville, Dreamville's smart. Yeah, Dreamville's got some people that say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we got, <laughs> we're and gonna lose half our sales." <laughs> the best tweet I saw about this, going back to the Eric Church thing, was, "Well, I don't blame Eric Church because I'd rather watch the game than attend an Eric Church concert anyway." <laughs> yes, and that that's fellow comedian friend of ours, C.J. Sullivan, hilarious comic. There, okay, there yeah, you go. he yeah. said, "Hard to blame that's Eric." Like me saying, "What's that?" It's like me saying, "I don't want Rihanna to DM me." 
because <laughs> even though it wasn't going to happen, nobody was going to show up to the concert rather than watch the game. He canceled it anyway, just before everybody got the chance not to show up. <laughs> yeah. CJ Sullivan, shout out to CJ. He goes hard to blame Eric church for choosing to attend a basketball game over an Eric church concert. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well put, well put. Uh, all right. So guys, this line, um, Duke minus four. Let's just start out there. I, I don't want your picks yet, but were you shocked to see Duke minus four? Last time we saw these teams, Carolina kind of lay. You know, I think what was that final? I think might have won by nine or ten in in uh, thirteen. I think. Okay, in Cameron Indoor, uh, were you surprised at the line being Duke minus four, Nick? Not really. Like we always say, you know, or, or most of the time we say Duke is kind of like the Cowboys or Notre Dame. They always get an extra point or two. Uh, that wasn't the case back in, if you look at the Texas tech game, but I think that's, that's usually the case. So no, I think the line is, is kind of where I thought it would be. Yeah. I always get an extra point or two or an, an extra foul or two. Uh, next up, uh, don't uh, get me started, man. <laughs> next up, <laughs> Terrell, what'd you think of, of that line? You think that was accurate? Uh, were you shocked to see Carolina getting four? No, I think that's about right. I mean, Duke has been the better team all year. And even though Carolina is probably hotter than Duke right now, it it doesn't change the fact of what the pass is the pass. And you can't really look at the regular season too much. First game, Duke blew them out. Second game, Carolina blew them out. So that's kind of a wash there. I think that this is a, a clean, a pretty solid line to have a clean slate on. And it's pretty accurately represent representative that Duke should be favored. And if you go back to both games, the game in Chapel Hill, well, Baycott was in foul trouble for most of that. So like UNC Uh kind of has a reason as to why they lost. If you go to the game in Durham, all the extra pressure of the whole event, I think contributed to Duke's poor play. So there's kind of Uh an excuse for that too. And you know, both games were kind of blowouts, which is strange because usually, I mean, all these games, you know, the, the saying is they always deliver, you know, because usually there's some, some great endings. So I, I think there might be a great ending this go around since we didn't get it the first two. Uh, the over under set at one fifty one. If you had a lean, Terrell, would you go over? Or would you go under? I go over because I think that this is going to be a spot where the stars are going to shine and the stars are going to align for both teams, and not necessarily for exactly who you may see, but there's a bunch of big time ball players on both sides. So the matchup that would drive this probably under is leaky black versus Ben Shiro and how leaky black is able to keep him and keep him a contained leaky black's been the best defender for this team for a long time now. And that's why he consistently gets minutes. But I just expect guys like Caleb love in that backcourt uh, more for Duke. I expect guys like that to just be able to find their stride. This is the biggest stage. This is the biggest game any of them have played in. And to be honest, it may very well be the biggest game they ever play in in their lives. That I think that the ball, the basket is going to get a lot wider for both teams, and they're both going to thrive, especially from the three point line. Yeah, uh, Nick, over under. You got to lean there. I then you know this is the one time I might agree with Terrell on the show. I'm going over, man. You know, <laughs> Duke is going to put Duke has risen to the the number one team in Ken Palm adjusted offense. They're going to put up 80 on just about anybody right now. You saw it against two good defenses with Arkansas, with Texas Tech. Duke's offense is rolling. I think they can score around 80, and at the same time, their defense isn't that great. So UNC is going to have success on offense as well. So it's a lot of points, but uh, I think yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. 
Interesting enough, I'm going under because I think the nerves. I think this is like I said. I think it's the biggest college basketball game perhaps in in my lifetime. Uh, so I I think the nerves. I think it might you might see the first. I like the first half under. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot on the overall under as well. Um, now let's get to this. Duke minus four. What is the key? For who you picking? And then what is the key, Nick? For Duke on Duke's team, not the key on North Carolina's team. What is the key to Duke winning this game? And then who do you got with the spread? All right. Well, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a couple. I think you know Mark Williams has to contain Armando Baycott. I think if they kind of neutralize each other, I mean, if you're trying to rank the players, Baycott's probably a little bit better than Williams, but Williams has the body to uh, to not get pushed around by Baycott. So especially if you limit him and the, and his offensive rebounds uh, and kind of neutralize each other. I like Duke, Duke's position there. And I think we need a big game from Paulo. Paulo struggled in Durham. Uh, I think it'll be Brady Manick covering him for the most part. I think leaky black will probably be on AJ Griffin uh, and black shut down Griffin in game two after Griffin balled out in chapel Hill. But I think Paulo needs to win the battle against Manick and that in, that's on both ends, both ends of the court. He needs to be aggressive and drive, not settle for mid-range jumpers, and he also needs to close out on Manic and not let him hit five or six threes like he has the first two games. So uh, I, I think you know, the, yeah, the you know the two big men, Williams Banchero, they need to outplay Baycott and uh, Manic. Mm, mm. Terrell, uh, what what do you think the keys are? For uh, for Carolina to win this game, you think you know you have a couple circled that you just think, oh, we got to get this done to get this win. You think? Yeah, of course. I'm on UNC plus four, and the front court is the key for Duke. The back court is the key for Carolina. The back court has to be a Kayla Love and R.J. Davis can both give you thirty a game. They've done it in this tournament before. You know, RJ gave him 30 against Baylor and Caleb gave you 30 against UCLA. They both have to be somewhere around in this production, that production in this game, not just one of them. Both of them have to be in that production. This game, you kind of get games where one is on or the other is on. They really have to get each other going and they have to really attack that backcourt of Duke because that's where their weaknesses lie. That's where they can score points. That's where they can have the advantage over them. So I'm really looking at the backcourt here. Yes, Manic can get going from the three-point line, and he can add some extra offense. But and Leaky Black is a tear defensively. But that that matchup, Caleb Love and R.J. Davis versus the backcourt of Duke, that's going to be it. And if both of those guys are on, then I, I see a hard press for Duke to try to slow them down. Carolina plus four says Terrell Furman. You riding that one sixty plus one sixty money line? Of course, I had to. <laughs> you gotta sprinkle on had the money to ask line. Uh, <laughs> had to ask that Nick, uh, the, you lay in the four points. Nick? Actually, you know, I'm taking Duke money line, obviously, but I really think this is going to be a close game with potential, you know, game winner, buzzer beater, or something. Because usually we get that in Duke UNC games, and we haven't this year. So if you're asking, you know, put my fandom aside, I will actually take the four points. Play in the middle. You, you know, play you in know the middle. I'm going Duke money line. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let me, let me, before we get you out of here, guys, is any of these props sound, uh, you know, there's a lot of great props available for this game. I got Wendell Moore jr. 15 uh, points or more at plus plus one twenty-five. Paulo Banchero uh, 20 points or more at plus plus one forty-five. Brady Manning, 20 p- points or more at plus plus one seventy-five. Armando Baycott, 20 points 
or more and 10 boards or more at plus 260. Uh, Mark yeah. Williams, 15 points uh, at, uh, or more, or 10 rebounds or more uh, at plus 330. Banchero and Love, plus 20 points each at plus 550. Interesting one there. Uh, Caleb Love and Brady Manick, 20 points each at plus 600. Banchero, 20 points e- or more, I'm sorry, uh, at a- and 10 boards or more at plus 800. RJ Davis, 15 points or more. Five boards or more, six. Or I'm sorry, five assists or more at plus nine hundred. Do any of those stand out to you that you'd say, "Whoa"? I, I I can tell you the one to me is of Banchero and Caleb Love, twenty points or more each at plus five fifty. Mm-hmm. I think is is yeah. is very interesting to me. I think I might have to sprinkle some there. Well, any ones that you know that you say, "Oh, I got to get in on that," Terrell? No, so that one definitely piqued my interest. The Caleb Love and I believe it was Manic for twenty plus each. Yeah, plus six hundred. Plus six hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that that definitely I like a sprinkle. But I think this is a I think this is a RJ Davis game. So while that prop had a little bit more on it than I would have liked, adding the rebounds and the assist on it. If I can get a RJ Davis points prop and even a RJ Davis and Caleb Love both for twenty, I think that that is a really good play there. Nick, uh, any ones that, uh, you know, the Mark Williams, 15 points, 10 boards, uh, plus I, I like the 10 boards the 15 points. Yeah. It's, it's not bad, but um, you know, the, I do have a couple of props. I'm not sure if you mentioned, you, you kind of rattled this off pretty quickly, but uh Baycott over 16 and a half points. I, I think mm-hmm. he probably is, you know, 18, 20 range, if not uh, d- a couple, d- you know, uh, north of 20. Do you like, uh, do you like him at 20 points and 10 boards at plus uh, what? Two sixty. Yeah, that's not bad, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's really not. Yeah. You know, as long as he doesn't have foul trouble, like he did in the first game, I, I think he'll probably clear that. I mean, the dude's a double, double machine. Um, and then I don't know if you mentioned Brady Manic over two and a half threes, but I mean the track record, the history, uh-huh. I think it was five in the first and six in the second or, or vice uh-huh. versa. Um, but then a couple other ones I thought were funny. How about a uh, plus nine fifty for an overtime game? That's that just feels like a lock. Yeah, and that's another reason why I'm afraid of the under in this game because what is more perfect than this game to go to overtime? Yeah, what is more perfect than that? Yeah, or, or the other the other one I like too was either either team to win by five or less plus one sixty five because I think it's gonna be a close game. Mm. Yeah, I do. What about like Jeremy Roach over nine and a half points? You know, I took that last uh, the last game against um, Arkansas and he scored nine. Bastard. <laughs> I like it, but I'm not going to bet it again just because he screwed me last game. Uh, but he has been north of that in in every other tournament game, I believe. So not a bad one. Banchero over over under at 17 and a half. I kind of like that one. He's been averaging 18 and a half through the first yeah. four games of the tourney. So uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. And actually, I, think, I mean, go ahead. Oh, my bad. I was just saying, I think that th- this is the game that they, they, they say if somebody else got to beat us than him let mm. somebody else be us to him. You know that he's a a consensus top three pick in the NBA draft and you yeah. have one game. Somebody else got to do it. I think AJ Griffin is huge. Uh, he put Hell up, yeah. I think 26 in Chapel Hill. He looked like the best player on the court. And then he was invisible five points in Durham. Uh, and part of that, I think was in the first game with Baycott on the bench with foul trouble. I think Manic had to guard Williams. Black had to guard Banchero. 
But if Baycott's on the court, that means black is on Griffin and, and leaky. And like Terrell mentioned, leaky black is an excellent defender. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but Duke throughout this tournament here, they've, you know, they've grown, they've gotten tougher and uh, AJ Griffin just dropped 18 led Duke in scoring last game. But that, that, that's a key matchup there. Griffin uh, versus black. Yeah. Uh, RJ Davis also over under set at 13 and a half points. Interesting there. Interesting there. And Terrell was spot on with the UNC backcourt because just look at the last game UNC lost against Virginia Tech. Uh, that that backcourt combined for uh, what five of twenty-seven shooting. So they are yeah. very inconsistent. They can fill it up when hot, uh, but yeah, obviously Duke Duke can't have both those guys have good games. One of this, them okay, this being but not their both. sophomore year. This being their sophomore year is really really big for them because that first year. Even though they were freshmen, they were running every single game. Both RJ and Caleb Blood were both running every single game. And that was ultimately the demise of UNC last year is because they were so young in the backcourt. And now they have some of that veteran experience. Those guys have the minutes like they're like they're juniors or seniors. Some people don't even have that that amount of minutes going into their senior year. So those guys are extremely, extremely veteran right now. And they're showing in this tournament by the numbers they've been putting up. Yeah, uh, and if Caleb Love goes off like he did against UCLA, uh, that that uh, one sixty money line might be looking good. Uh, look, I took Duke minus four mainly. I think it's going to be a close game, but I thought free throws at the end of the game could knock you over that four. I think Coach K, you know, after the way that he went out, and this is really my my handicap on this is, uh, yeah, I think Carolina's playing excellent ball right now, and but I think the way you went out in uh, Cameron indoor and the fact that I don't think those players thought they would get a second chance against UNC. So I think the motivation mm-hmm. is a hundred percent on Duke's side here, obviously with, with coach K getting to the national championship as well. But uh, I, I laid the four with Duke. It, was there any truth that UNC purposely lost to Virginia tech, not to play Duke in the ACC final? <laughs> There's absolutely no truth at all whatsoever. Uh, look now, now uh, you guys had a little side bet, right? I saw some photos of uh, of uh, <laughs> so, so maybe it was some Photoshop. I don't know, but uh, so, some photos of Duke. Uh, you know, when these teams met, when was it? In February, I think it was, or the first well, both game? times. Yeah, both, both times, times in February. Okay. Um, is there anything? Do we are we going to see? Uh, you know, the if 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 UNC pulls off the upset, are we going to see something? Is there is there any stakes to this one for some trash talking rights? Oh, there should be. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and usually Colby and I side bet as a bottle of liquor, but I don't know if I could get <laughs> yeah. one to trail. <laughs> <laughs> Not be, that I'd I'll have to back. anyway. But <laughs> I'll be back. Oh yeah, you better start planning. You start, <laughs> but I'll be. I'll be back in a couple months and it, and you know, I'm down the road in South Carolina. So I think we can make that happen. There you so. go. Bottle of bottle of bourbon or a bottle of liquor, whatever, whatever the, the choice. Uh, and, and one last thing, Colby, what's that go to hell Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's what I love is the fact that I got to ask Terrell on like where he is. Uh, I, what time would this game be, be being played? How are you guys? Cause uh, if you don't know listeners, Terrell Furman uh, junior in the air force, so he is over in in the in Dubai, I believe. So, how are you even going to be able to watch this one? Are you going to be battling? With, is this something where there will be a ton of people watching? Obviously, it's one of the biggest college basketball games ever. But uh, do you have a place locked down to where you're going to catch this game? Oh, absolutely. So it'll be about close to five o'clock a.m. 
when I'm watching the game. <laughs> and I mean, I'm fully prepared. I've been doing this all season, catching games all season. The Super Bowl is at like three something, four something. I've been I've been doing this and I've been prepping for this moment. <laughs> all of that was just practice for this moment right here to be awake and watch this game right here. So there's no now, way I'm gonna miss it. Is is the base kind of divided? Is is there fans on on either side? Oh man, it's it is a few. So I have met a few. I met a guy from Michigan that said he was on Duke. I was kind of confused by that, but he was a Michigan <laughs> State and a Duke fan. So okay. he's had a rough time at it for the past few years. But actually, surprisingly, there's not as many people as I would have thought. I'm looking forward to seeing who's all out that night and see who's really on it. But no, it's really more widespread. It's a lot. I've seen a lot of fans from a lot of different places, and it hasn't really been that Duke North Carolina rivalry like I'm used to seeing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, a Michigan State and a Duke fan. Jeez. Uh, now, now, <laughs> now that, that's like Nick. Nick's wife's a Michigan State fan, so it's like that. I feel like you got the whole household right there, Nick. Right? <laughs> True story. Um, and, and shout out to getting up at five in the morning or whatever to be able to watch that game. I feel like that alone. Oh, I'll be up at two. I'll be up at two because Villanova and Kansas is at two. That's so right. That's right. And you got a pregame. Hey, as yeah, far as I'm concerned, that. that's the like that's you're doing this service for our country, and and but at the same time, I feel like that alone should be honored. <laughs> so someone else, someone waking up that early in the morning, I don't care if you're in a service or not, is is super impressive. <laughs> The the self discipline, uh, so shout out to Terrell Furman Jr. and obviously shout out for him, uh, you know, giving us the freedom, giving us the freedom to be idiots on the mic and then uh, you know talk college basketball and college football. So shout out to Terrell, we're excited to uh, get you back. What you 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 a month a month away from coming back? Yeah, about a month away. So it won't be too much longer, just in time to collect on my bet. <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. Let's do it. Now I'm getting pumped. Now shout, I'm getting pumped. Exactly. Shout out to uh, shout out to Terrell can, Furman Jr. Can we agree? What's that? Can we agree that the winner of this game is probably going to win the national championship? But is it also a let a great letdown spot? It could be, but I mean, you're either betting on Villanova that lost one of their top guys or Bill Self. I'm thinking Nova is going to upset Kansas, but I mean, I, I guess I don't think so. Yeah. I don't see that happen. I think I, so I've said that Nova is going to give it one last hurrah. This is going to be for the guy they lost. They're going to rally and win that game. And then they're going to get ultimately overpowered by whoever wins this one. I said on our, our podcast a couple nights ago, previewing the uh, final four that I think the winner of Duke Carolina wins it all. I'll, I'll stick to that ACC, Nick. ACC right. Nick. Damn straight. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, if you want to follow ACC Nick, he's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Terrell Furman Jr. is on Twitter at uh, really rel underscore underscore. And also check out the NBA gambling podcast. You guys got winners coming every daily, serving you, serving you fresh hot winners daily. Uh, so check that out. And I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Uh, the college basketball experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Subscribe or I'm sorry, follow all of those uh, all those platforms. Also, subscribe to the college basketball experience and the college football experience as we make that transition. As as we only have a few college basketball games left, where the 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 preseason's already heating up uh, with co- college football talk on the college football experience. Subscribe and then also don't forget USFL Gambling Podcast. Uh, 
Subscribe to that as the USFL season kicks April 16th. We got you covered on the Sports Gambling Podcast. I mean, shit, the Masters are right around the corner. Then there's the uh, the NHL playoffs as well as the NBA playoffs. Obviously, Terrell will have you covered there. Uh, so subscribe to all those. We got you covered on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Um, what else? Check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. Get the SGPN app. You'll get access to all of our free picks. We give away all of our picks for free. Uh, so you got no excuses. You'll get all of our articles. NC Nick's writing great articles over there. So do all that and uh, check all that stuff out. And let's enjoy, I think, the best rivalry in sports Duke, Carolina. This is the college basketball experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. You come from a land down under.